Hello and welcome to University Challenged, the podcast that challenges the notion that to enjoy an interesting, rewarding, successful career, you have to go to university. This week, my guest is Jack Blogg, and we're talking Pizza Express, Pride and Partner Marketing. I really hope you enjoy this episode. If so, please do give it a share or leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. Thank you for agreeing to join me, Jack. Really excited to have you on the podcast. No problem. I'm looking forward to it. So here's the first question. It's a really easy one. Um, please tell me what your name is, your full name, Jack, um, <laughs> and what it is that you do today for a job. Uh, I'm not sure if you want middle names, so I'll leave that <laughs> out. But um, yeah, my name is Jack Blog. Um, I'm a partner marketing manager for the UK and Ireland at a company called VMware. Um, so I manage all of our business partners. That includes like uh, reseller partners, distributors, and some of our strategic alliance partners from a marketing perspective for the UK and Ireland. Brilliant. Big job. Um, so that's where you are today. Let's go not too far back in time, because I don't mind saying I'm old enough to be your mother, um, <laughs> technically old enough to be your mother. Um, go back a little bit to secondary school. So when you were at secondary school, Jack, what are your memories? What was it like? Yeah, I would say at secondary school, it was probably like a bit up and down for me. Um, I actually came out as gay when I was 13. Um, so obviously like stood out a bit um, at school, <laughs> being the only the only gay kid at the time in a very uh, conservative town. Um, but yeah, I think I had um, an interesting time. I think academically, I wouldn't say I was that smart, but then I probably excelled more in some of the creative subjects. So things with like art. And, and, and those kind of subjects I would probably do a lot better at. And what subjects did you take? Did you, was it that time when everyone had to do 12 GCSEs? What did you take? Yeah, so I think we had, um, God, that's not that long ago, but I'm trying to remember what I did now. Um, yeah, so um, we had to choose like different subjects that we wanted to do um, our GCSEs in um, on top of like the basic kind of English maths and science um, and I think I actually took um, art media um, oh God, what else did I take I can't remember now I remember I took DT which is a really random one for me I don't know why I ever <laughs> did that but I surprisingly did quite well in that um, I just can't remember the fourth one I took now okay one day you'll find your your, yeah you'll find your record of achievement and go blimey I did those um and and what was the setup so you did your GCSEs and how did the school sort of position it to you was it a you will do A levels and then go to uni what was the expectation yeah I think the goal was always like throughout school and college was very much like you're doing this to get into a into university um and that was always the the aim of being at school really um there was never really anything about going into work straight after it was always very focused on like doing the full educational spectrum if you want to call it that um yeah and did was there an expectation from your parents for you to go to uni um, I wouldn't say so much. So. Uh, to be honest, I have an older sister who has mm. who's always been very much more academic than I am. 
Mm. Um, so I think I kind of slipped under the radar in regards <laughs> to going to because I was always not like the disappointment, but the, the child who wasn't I wasn't the academic one. I was the creative, the, the free spirit, that that kind of one. So I think from a family perspective, there was never really much of an expectation that I was going to go to university. So, yeah, um, I, I think I got away with that one. <laughs> It's interesting, actually. So when I'm like the eldest of six and I interviewed someone yesterday uh, or the podcast went live yesterday and she's the youngest of six. And we talked about that, how you get labelled as you know, the academic one, the creative one, the naughty one, um, free spirit one. I like that. Uh, so what did you do then? You did your GCSEs and what Went happened to college next? yeah yeah so I did actually quite well in my GCSEs. I was all like A to C grades which was was quite surprised and I think a lot of nice. people were surprised by that as well <laughs> um a lot of a lot of revising at the time um and then yeah went off to Alton College um which was only just up the road um and then when I was there I did um psychology business studies media and photography so kind of a bit of an eclectic mix I suppose um yeah and then um got on all right at college I'd say like probably struggled more with college I think especially with psychology it was a lot more sort of uh theory led than I thought it would be um there was me thinking that I'd go in there and be able to like psychoanalyze people and all that um, <laughs> wasn't the case at all it was more about knowing what study proved what um, so as you can imagine that wasn't exactly my my strong point um, but I'd say with regards to like media and photography I did quite well um, I think I've always been one of those people if I'm passionate about something or interested in something I tend to do a lot better if I'm not interested in something I probably would be the first to admit I wouldn't put my energy into it um, so I ended up dropping uh, psychology for my second year um, which is probably quite a smart move because I think we, we did like you do like AS levels I don't even know if that's yeah, a thing anymore yeah. so it's like a half an A level or something yeah um, and I think on that I got an E and I was okay. like okay that's that's probably a sign I'm not going to do <laughs> do very well in this um so yeah and then the rest was all A, a to C's again um so yeah and then went into my second year with just business uh photography and media um and then probably lost a lot of interest in the business study side of things because I think in the second year I ended up getting a U on the Ooh. business studies thing okay. um but because you have the the AS level counted yeah. for half I think it, it averaged out at a D I think it was I think I came out with um okay. so yeah I luckily <laughs> I'd done all right in the first year so I still had a grade um <laughs> sounds like you were distracted yeah. in that second year <laughs> yeah I think do you know a lot of people I think struggle in their second year of college because it's that year where everyone starts turning 18 obviously your interests have then become like oh my god I can legally go out and drink obviously you've all been doing it since you're 15 anyway but you know yeah. you can legally do it then um, so I remember like every weekend was um you know someone else's 18th birthday that you'd go to or you'd be going out because there'd be like a student night at a club I mean there was probably a few times and I hate to admit it that I did show up to college probably still drunk from the night before um, but you had to take, make the most of those student nights where you could get I think you could get um do you remember those VK drinks yeah I think they, kick. yeah yeah um yeah. and you could get 
one of them for a pound on student night mm. in, in Guildford I think it was so that was our go-to on a Monday but then obviously college on a Tuesday was always a bit of a bit of a ropey day for us but yeah. Mm. It hadn't occurred to me actually because I did do college and you think what a, what a ridiculous thing to do is like schedule your learning around a time when everybody's turning 18 and legally participating in activities yeah. that they've been doing for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> And they should have given us the year off to be honest uh, yeah but there you go <laughs> okay um so you've gone GCSEs tick A-levels tick and then what did you decide to do so actually I should have probably said while I was at college I also got my first job um so ah. I started working at a uh, pizza express restaurant a local one mm. um started out as the pot wash so you know spent my yeah. evenings from probably about six to midnight cleaning pots and pans and washing plates yeah. and all the rest of it you know yeah um but I think that was probably a bit of a turning point for me because all of a sudden I was earning money I wasn't having to like borrow off um mum and dad and see what yeah. else I could get my hands on um <laughs> and that I would say work almost like started taking more focus from me because it was paying me to, to put yeah. it to put it simply um so I think as I was coming to the war towards the end of college I didn't really have any desire to go to university. It wasn't, it was mainly because I think at that point I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and I was also of the the year where, do you remember when it used to be £3,000 a year to go yeah. to university? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I was the year when it changed to 9000 Yeah. Um, so I think that was like a big impact as well because I was just thinking I, I don't know what I want to do it's a complete waste of money to be spending nine thousand pounds a year yeah. um and I think their attitude around the time was a bit more that if you wanted to go to university you had to know what you wanted to do uh -huh. um so I had like I knew people who obviously wanted to be like a doctor or, or something along those lines where you have to have that degree but for me I was like I have no idea what I want to do mm. I'm quite happy just earning some money and, and see, seeing what happens um, and I think also my career at Pizza Express um, mm. was progressing as well I think I, I was then a shift manager so I was managing the restaurant on, on, on my shifts um, yeah. and that kind of I was enjoying doing that and I yeah. didn't really have a plan um, but I do remember when when I finished college there was this overwhelming sense of dread because it was just all of a sudden I had I was out in the big wide world yeah. and all the time I was at college there was no preparation for people who weren't going to university it was yeah that's so interesting and I listened to a podcast um it's called blind boy podcast really interesting mm. and the guy he said when he left school he just thought no one has prepared me for this. I don't understand how I'm supposed to now be a grown-up. Um, and that's fascinating. So you were earning money and you had a, a good job by Sounds like Pizza Express if you're managing the shift. Um, what did you do from there then? So was that enough for you to leave home on? What what did you No, decide? definitely, definitely not. Um, <laughs> I think... Um, no? <laughs> no, no uh, it's... I With Pizza Express, like... I, the, the the take home was never very good and the hours were horrendous as well I mean mm. it was common that I would be working about 75 hour weeks um right. just 
and it was obviously as within anything in hospitality it's just very mm-hmm. unsociable hours but mm-hmm. I think it you just very I very easily got sucked into it because I got on so well with everyone I worked with Mm -hmm. and I think if you speak to anyone in the the hospitality industry they do tend you do tend to find that their team is their family because you don't have a life outside of work because (laughs) when when you're not working everyone else is um so yeah so I think um that was all going well but in the back of my mind there was always part of me that was feeling like this wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life I wasn't you know it was a job it was paying me it was Mm. getting me from A to B like it (laughs) it it worked um but it was kind of I think because where I'd left college I did have this massive sort of feeling of anxiety for a period of time Mm. as to oh my god I, I really need to figure out what I want to do um and I think just through time of like having a look at what jobs were around and things like that um that was where I realized like actually I think marketing is an interesting area for me mm. um and then got very lucky because I found a company who were offering a marketing apprenticeship um yeah. so and then applied for that and managed to get the job so mm. yeah and how did that apprenticeship work then was it a structured was it like a a government-backed apprenticeship or was it a scheme that the firm had set up uh it was government-backed yes so um it was you said I still had to apply for the job directly with the company um Mm. but there was just a few more hoops you had to go through Mm. um so I went via a company that were called QA apprenticeships um and what you would do is they'd kind of coach you a bit on interviewing and writing your CV which was really helpful Mm. Um, then they interview you then they put you through for the job um, and then you interview with the the actual company so yeah and and how how do you feel your kind of previous work experience so it sounds like you had some good you know you had good qualifications Um, how did your work work experience help you do you think in securing that apprenticeship role Um, I think just generally like it showed that I had a good work ethic and I think Mm. with anyone who's worked in a restaurant I think you you are used to having to like juggle a million things at once because there's (laughs) always something happening that you have to deal with on the spot um so I think it's it was those kind of elements that helped um and in a weird kind of way I think there was a level of like with anything sort of customer facing which to an extent marketing is you have to have that level of like customer relations skills um mm. which I think it had helped a lot um so yeah lot, lots of things really and, and what about the apprenticeship then what did that do for you in terms of understanding what marketing is all about and and helping you yeah. to develop your career yeah so I was actually very lucky because um my first manager was super supportive like through the whole time I worked with her and we're actually we're still we're still friends now I should say um and um so you do hear a lot of stories about apprentices who who go into companies and just naturally fall into the the tea and coffee boy or girl Mm. area um (laughs) which I think there was an element of me doing that obviously but um she was really helped because I think it just helped me learn from the ground up so I was 
in my first sort of six months I say it was just a lot of like admin stuff like yeah. managing the databases um, and just starting to grasp like how we communicated with the customers and prospects at the time um, and then as things progressed obviously you just you can't it was sort of a very diverse role I just had a little bit of involvement in every activity that we were doing and um, at the time the marketing team was just me and the marketing manager so I was very much just a support role to her um, but obviously throughout that just I was involved in everything that was happening so it was just a really good experience to see how things work what the processes are um, and just learning learning from the ground up really. And how long did the apprenticeship run for? Uh, so the apprenticeship was a year long um, and I think the there was elements where you had to do like studying um, but it, I wouldn't say it was anything too complex it was kind of show, showing that you had like a quite a basic understanding of business processes um so yeah it was about a year long and then yeah came out with a qualification I think it was a diploma in business and administration so there you go yeah oh, great so then you got your first professional qualification yeah, okay yeah. um you've done your apprenticeship so you're in marketing and you like it so what happens next um, so I, I think I just sort of slowly grew as the, the company did um so I started to expand on my roles and responsibilities and there was a few like job title changes as I was going um, and then we the company I was working for at the time got acquired by another company um, which did open up quite a lot more opportunities for me and that was when I was able to do my CIM qualification um, which helped me develop a lot as well just to like have a I think it was quite interesting when I did the CIM because I think a lot of what I was studying or having to write about, I was already doing, but yeah. it's like with anything, there's always, I think sometimes you just need that bit of paper to say, look, look, I've, I've done it. I've, <laughs> I've got the qualification in it. Um, so yeah, so just sort of, sort of carried on with that. And then um, by the, by the, towards the end of my career within that company, I was the campaign manager. Um, yeah. So I was managing all the campaigns we had really, which was really good. Um, but I think the, the thing I probably struggled with most is and um, why it probably naturally came to a point where I decided to leave was I think as being the apprentice, mm -hmm. there is a level of like you always get viewed as the apprentice. But I think that that can be said for for any role, really, can't it? If you it's sometimes mm -hmm. it's hard to progress in in the same company and it's more people's attitudes sometimes which are hard to change. Yeah. And so the, the CIM is a chartered Institute. Institute of Marketing yeah. of Marketing and how long did it take you to gain that qualification? Uh, I think that one was about a year long um, but it was broken mm. down into three modules um, so yeah it was about a year long okay. but it was a definitely hard work that was because um, yeah. I, obviously the, the company I was working for very grateful to them because they, they funded me doing that um, but when you're working a nine to five or nine to half five job and then on top of that you then have to be writing essays doing like online yeah. classes um there was a few evenings where I'd sort of finish work at half five and then stay in the office till about eight nine o'clock at night just mm. to get through the um the coursework so yeah and how did that so thinking about as you progressed your career and you know like the position you're in today 
was there ever a moment where the hiring manager asked why you didn't have a degree? Do you think that's ever mm. held you, maybe not held you back because, you know, you do be progressing really quickly. Um, but do you think that's had an influence on on those conversations? Yeah, I, to, to be honest, I think because there's so many um, social mobility like practices in place now I've never been asked in an interview as to like why I didn't go to university um, but I'd say what I have noticed is that where where I've worked with so many people throughout my previous roles there mm. were people who had been to uni who had come in at my like manager level mm. without any work experience mm. so I think it's almost like level because you see with a lot of jobs being advertised now that they say you know a university degree or equivalent experience so I think for me I was just on the equivalent experience side of the fence <laughs> um but yeah so but I think it, it it is interesting because I think from people I've worked with in the past you can see how sometimes the attitudes are slightly different yeah. because I think for me I've been I've learned to be very proactive mm. so I'm much more of a let's get things done whereas I feel like sometimes with people who are like fresh out of uni don't realize completely what the working world is like and struggle with the pace sometimes um yeah. but yeah I guess that's a difference that you sometimes see yeah um and thinking about kind of I mean, so you're in technology, you're not just in marketing, you're in technology marketing. Um, do you think your kind of school and college experience gave you any insight into either of those two things? Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> difficult. One, but I would say probably not. <coughs> Sorry, just coughing. Um, no, I'd say probably not. Um, um, yeah, I think with the business studies a level mm. that I did I think mm. there was just a level of understanding like how business processes work and what a business always like aims and objectives are going to be um and and things like that but I wouldn't say I've ever been particularly good in like IT lessons and, and things mm. like that um but I think with my generation mm. we've grown up using tech so yeah I think like the first time I heard SAS I was like what you know what the hell is that but then when you start to think of like platforms like Netflix and and Spotify yeah. and, and their SAS platforms then you start to grasp it because you just naturally know what these things are I just think sometimes the terminology is a bit a bit different isn't it yeah yeah so SAS meaning software as a service that's right. correct well done yeah 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 so you didn't grow, you did grow up with a, having a blackboard at school you had an interactive whiteboard we did I, I, was, I think I was on the cusp to be fair I think primary school was um the first time I saw an interactive whiteboard I was in year six and I remember it just being the most incredible thing ever like how yeah. futuristic this is and yeah then obviously yeah um so if you were, um, let's say someone was, you know, looking to you today and looking at the role that you do, um, and there may be a school leaver and they're thinking, how do I kind of get into 
marketing as a discipline or maybe the tech industry as a sector what kind of advice would you give to people that are you know maybe like you not sure of where they want to go what they want to do Mm. yeah I would say just take sort of every opportunity you get because I think so many tech companies these days are moving away from just offering like graduate and intern programs and now looking more at hiring like school leavers and people like that as well and I know at um, VMware that is something that we're talking about as part of our power of difference um, initiative so it's definitely something where there's going to be more opportunities coming Um, and I think we're very lucky because you know probably going back like five years it was a very different picture and some of the Mm. best people I work with now didn't have a degree um Mm. but they if they if they had tried to get the job that they've got now five years ago they wouldn't have even had a look in because that that was a requirement to have a degree um so I think the the attitude has definitely changed and I think there's definitely opportunities out there you just have to find them. It is harder. I'm not, you know, I can't sit here and say we live in a perfect world and, you know, you'll, you'll find a job tomorrow. It is harder, but if you prove your passion and you prove your integrity and grit, then you will get there. Um, and I think that that would be my advice to anyone, really. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, and, and I guess maybe as a, as a final question, um, I don't know, what do you think's next, Jack? What, what, you Me. know, yeah, yeah. Oh, taking over the world, Tony, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd work for you, like, in an instant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks. Um, no, I think, um, to be honest, I, I'm very happy where I am at the moment. I'm very aware that I'm in a very privileged position for someone my age. I've, I've progressed nicely up to this stage. Um, and I think it's just, I, I don't have like a, a set goal. I think, you know, I'd love to be at a director level in the next five to 10 years. Um, but yeah, it's just, for me, it's just about constantly progressing. I think I'm very happy where I am because I think there's so many other things that I do within my role that are outside of marketing now as well. So it's giving me a lot of exposure and a lot of looking into different roles and responsibilities Mm. as well um so yeah I I wouldn't really say I have a set set goal in the future other than obviously taking over the world um (laughs) but um, yeah yeah, no honestly I think um for me it's just about keep progressing I try and live by the motto that every day is a school day no one's an expert on everything so yeah just just keep keep learning keep growing yeah I think that's great and I was going to finish there however you said something that made me think "Ooh, that's interesting and (laughs) one thing that I never thought about when I was thinking about the world of work as I left college I never thought oh I'm going to do something that gives me the opportunity to I don't know you know indulge my passions or make a difference never crossed my mind but it sounds like that's something you're able to do so what's the outside of your kind of marketing manager um, role what's the other stuff that your position allows you to do? Yeah, so within um, VMware, we obviously have loads of um, different, what we call power of difference groups. So they're kind of different, what we would call a part of set up to influence the company's direction on DEI initiatives. Um, so I'm part of the pride part here at VMware um, and we work to kind of I suppose at the moment it's more about education and Mm. making people aware um, because I think 
traditionally, and you'd probably agree with this yourself, the, the tech industry has always been that very much pale male, stale <laughs> <laughs> yeah. industry. Um, yeah. So from, I think by attracting like more diverse talent, you just mm. naturally grow as a company. Um, and that's what I'm quite passionate about outside of my, my specific role is about how we can make companies more inclusive like we've obviously had conversations on this before that mm. for me personally like work has always been a safe space because mm. I've you know for someone who's gay like I've got that legal those legal protections in place yeah. that I don't necessarily have um in in the, the real world or out, outside right. of work world um and I think that's almost why I think I've been so successful is because I've been able to I've always been able to be my authentic self in the workplace um and I just like the idea of spreading that to other people so like that's that's why I'm so passionate about it because I hate the thought of someone not living as their their true authentic selves at work when when they can do yeah that's really um I think important to hear actually and and in the context of somebody who is looking to go into the workplace um who might feel a little bit afraid of that actually but you found that that's really worked in your favor and is Mm. is helping other people as as a result by being yourself and not feeling you have to hide who you are Um, I think it's it's just it comes down to like confidence really because mm. obviously being at school and college as the 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 one the one gay guy um (laughs) you can imagine there was a level of uh teasing and and things like that that happened and you know a lot of my gay friends that I speak to have almost like learned to try and hide who they are Mm. whereas for me like from going into the workplace and then I would say I've just got more and more confident with being who I am yeah. And I think that's probably the greatest thing I've got from my career so far is mm-hmm. going from someone who was really quite shy and quiet because I didn't feel accepted or or, or however you want to expect. And now, as you know, I'm not exactly a, a shy person anymore. Not a wallflower. No, no. no definitely not a wallflower, that's, uh, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but I think that's that's one of the main, like I said, that's one of the, the, the best things I've got from my career so far is probably just being able to be my authentic self and I and I just love the fact that I'm now part of, a, of initiatives that are doing that for other people hopefully. That's awesome that's just made me so happy um, <laughs> and I think the people that listen to this will feel, you know to, to have that encouragement you know I've got teenage kids and hearing about what it's like for their peers at school I think actually they need to hear that there are workplaces that will include them and encourage them and support them and that that they're you know legally they are you know there's a legal right to protection and I don't know that that ever comes up in the careers conversations that happen at school so I think just hearing this from you Jack is that I'm going to make them listen to it (laughs) yeah this guy's going to rule the world so you better listen (laughs) to him exactly Um, king of the world yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh that's great I'm so pleased that you could sort of take a bit of time out to chat to me Jack thank you it's great talking to you today thank you all right I'll see you soon (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to University Challenged with me, Tony Kent, and my special guest, Jack Blogg. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do give it a share or leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. I can't wait to bring you some more fantastic career stories. Thank you.